It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Who the Vikings could target in round one. We're diving into the draft with Russell Brown, who's down in Mobile for Senior Bowl week. It's coming up next on the Football Party. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party. It's your guys hanging out talking next level Vikings football. So join in with Pro Football Network's Arif Hassan, Locked On Vikings Luke Braun, Superior Sports Talk's Luke Inman, and Vikings Insider Sam Ekstrom, plus the biggest names in Minnesota football for the Minnesota Football Party. And it starts now. Back in the lab, another episode of the Football Party on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Network, your daily breakdown of everything Minnesota Vikings, which you can now find streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just look out for and download our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's the man, Sam Ekstrom, on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom, co-host of the Ron Johnson Show every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Sam, it's Tuesday today. That means I'm taking over. We're getting into our weekly draft edition of the football party. And it's the official start of Senior Bowl week today. Weigh-ins last night, day one of practice today. We're going to get to my guy Russell Brown here in a few moments, who's live down in Mobile to talk some draft, talk some Vikings, Lions, NFC North talk. But I want to start here. Every day I go post that new poll up on the Locked On Minnesota YouTube community page. Yesterday I asked fans, which non-quarterback would you take if you could have one guy from either Super Bowl participant to put on the Vikings roster? Here were the four choices I put up there. Chris Jones, Chiefs defensive tackle. A.J. Brown, Eagles stud wide receiver. Travis Kels, needs no explanation. And Hassan Reddick, leader of the Eagles' dominant front seven, leads the team in sacks. Of those four, Sam, or maybe there's a wild card you'd take instead, which guy would you add to the Vikings roster if you could? I love the question. The Vikings have a really good wide receiver already, but wouldn't mind having A.J. Brown there. They've got a great tight end already. Also wouldn't mind having Travis Kelsey there. They've got two good edge rushers, Cedarius Smith and Dino Hunter. And I still wouldn't mind having, you know, a, uh, a Chris Jones or a Hassan Reddick in that mix. So the Vikings kind of have those areas covered. But but I think I'm going to go with wide receiver just because they could simultaneously be on the field. I would go with A.J. Brown um, because you're not really going to have a third edge on the field at the same time. You're not going to necessarily be able to use Hawkinson and Kelsey together the way that, uh, you know, that that. Because you're gonna, because you need your wide receivers on the field. Um, so I think that Brown paired with JJ gives you such a threat, um, and even more so than what you've had with Thielen, even more so than what you've had with Osborne. I would go AJ Brown as uh, as your your wide receiver two, a guy who's a wide receiver one on most teams. I think that would be explosive. All about all about doubling down on offense, Luke. You know, there's no bad option here, obviously, as you mentioned, and I'm typically a guy who always goes defense first and foremost. When you're building a defense, you always want to start in the middle, work your way out. So a guy like Chris Jones next to Harrison Phillips and Dalvin Tomlinson, 
I think that'd be a night and day difference maker. He could reset the tone and physicality up front in the trenches and just immediately add some premium talent. And maybe most importantly, you saw the pass rushing ability getting after Joe Burrow Sunday night. That's tough to pass up on. However, I'm looking at this through a GM lens. Jones is going to be 29 next season. Kels will be 34, which is crazy to say. And Reddick, as good as he is, he's going to be 29 next year as well. But if you're telling me I can add a 25-year-old true number one alpha wide receiver next to Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. that's just too good to pass up on. I'm with you. Think about it. There's a real blueprint in the NFL right now in this past happy league. We talked about it the other day where having just one premium wide receiver almost isn't enough anymore. You look at the Eagles with Brown and Devontae Smith. He was a top 12 pick in Alabama. The Bengals drafting Jamar Chase, coming back with T. Higgins the very next year. There's just this new wave of thinking happening right now, and it's about building a passing game with two number one type wideouts in your offense for the quarterback. And obviously, defense still important, but there's something to be said about having two guys for opposing DBs to try and cover and just the sheer thought of Justin Jefferson on one side and A.J. Brown on the other. Sends shivers down my spine right now. I can't even imagine what, what, what KOC and Kirk would do with that three-headed monster with TJ Hawkinson in the mix. And again, he's only 25. So I just feel like there's too many rewards that outweigh the risks over Jones, Reddick, and Kels. But fun little exercise. Plenty to get into. Remember, every day I do post a new poll over there. So go follow the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We're so close to hitting 5,000 subscribers. And on Twitter, give us a follow. It's at Lockdown. M-I-N. And remember, after this show on Sports Today, from the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Sam, Chris Jones well out ahead in that poll. Over 50% of the votes by a lot I of saw people. that. Yeah, a lot of people, though, commenting a combo of JJ, AJ, KJ and TJ, I mean, the storylines kind of write themselves at that point. Come on. Did you say CJ, the fullback, CJ Ham? And CJ, who's kidding who? That's a five headed monster right there. All right, Russell Brown coming up next to talk Vikings prospects down at the Senior Bowl. But first, Senior Bowl talk coming up next after I tell you about FanDuel. It's the only app you need at your Super Bowl party, America's number one sports book. Download the app now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57. FanDuel allows you to bet money lines, point spreads, and player props. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus, you get your winnings instantly. Join FanDuel today. FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. The official sports book partner of the NFL. All right, to football we go. It's Senior Bowl week, and to help us break down the next crop of young talents, bring in my guy, Russell Brown, on Twitter, at RussNFLDraft, National Scout for Cover One. Russ is an absolute must-follow this time of year. He's my eyes and ears down in mobile for the 74th annual Senior Bowl week. Russ, there's nothing like it, man. I mean, if the draft is our Christmas, Senior Bowl week is like... Thanksgiving, July 4th, and then our birthday all rolled into one. How's the vibe down there? What's the scene like right now? Seen any big names or what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I flew in Sunday and mm-hmm. I had about 12 players on the flight with me. And these guys are just massive. I don't, I'm a pretty small dude compared to these guys. And like <laughs> the fact that 
they were on the same plane as me. Like I feel for them because I was getting like tense and like just tight and it was all bad. Right, right. These guys are six five. I mean, KJ Henry walks by from Clemson and I'm just like, <laughs> hey, nice to meet you. Like, I mean, he was massive. Um, but yeah, it's it's good, man. It's, you know, kind of same old, same old. Um, you know, there's some things that are kind of changed over the years, but uh, media days tomorrow, there's no, uh, there hasn't been like an official weigh in thing yet mm-hmm. going on. I so kind of, kind of waiting for the results. Um, I'm hoping, you know, we get them by practice so we can kind of see what we're, we're working with. Cause right. it's always nice to kind of put that number next to a player and kind of see what they're doing, especially when you got like, let's say, um, six foot, you know, uh, corner matching up against a six five receiver, and if he's beating them all day, it's like right. hey, that's pretty impressive stuff. But um, we'll wait for those results. But it, it's good, man. It's you know, Veets last night, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, expensive dinners and fun times, and you know, it's going to be a fun week. I'm excited for it. That's what you do, man. So I've been down to Mobile plenty of times. I watched Derek Carr rip it through the rain and wind in 2014. Justin Herbert a few years ago. Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Jimmy G. List goes on and on. It was a real bummer to hear Will Levis turn down the opportunity to come spin it and kind of left the cupboard dry, so to speak, with that group down there. So knowing the Lions and Vikings both have a reality here where they try and find their next signal caller, or if nothing else, maybe a developmental guy that can start grooming behind Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins. Who's your one or two top guys you're most excited to see down there? Or who do you think leaves Mobile as the top quarterback of the group? Well, I mean, I, I have three guys that um, I would probably talk about as near the top of the list of QBs down here. And as you mentioned, Will Levis kind of just backed out. And mm-hmm. I don't think he really has much to prove. I mean, maybe the the, the proving of, hey, I'm going to be the number one overall pick or the top quarterback. But the fact that, you know, he had, he's played a lot of football the last couple of years, I get it. You know, some of these guys need a break and need to, you know, rest up and start training for certain things. So I get that. Um, but Clayton Toon from Houston is somebody that's probably going to be a day three pick. And, you know, he's got a great base. He's got a great frame for the position. The ball really kind of flies out of his hands. And he's just like between the ears, really smart guy. Um, I I don't know if he's going to necessarily ball out and be enough to say, hey, I'm the, you know, third, fourth, fifth best quarterback in the draft. But he's got an opportunity. Uh, The guy that maybe could do that is Jaron Hall from BYU. Going to be a little bit of an older prospect. You know, he's only going to uh, be 25 when he's drafted. And to put that into perspective for everybody out there, you know, Green Bay Packers, probably, you know, future starting quarterback here, Jordan Love. He'll be 25 in November, and he's already been in the NFL for three years. So Jaron Hall is a little bit of an older player comes with the, you know, the baseball background, but he's got a, you know, a, a decent frame for the position, but he's got a big arm and he can really create in and out of the pocket. Uh, and then just lastly, Max Duggan, I, you know, tough as nails, right. just a dude that he gets it good leader. Um, when he wants to sling it, he can unleash it. Other times though, he's like very timid and, and just makes a lot of bad throws and, and, and just ball placement can get, you know, really sporadic. But I think those are, those are, you know, two or three guys that I think can really, um, show out this week and, and really have a, a solid week to, to maybe be a, you know, a day two pick in, in a couple months. No matter who's quarterback for the Lions, they're going to have great protection for years to come. They've invested a lot into their offensive line the past few years, and it's really paid off. Vikings, meanwhile, they're set a tackle but desperately needs some help in the interior. We've talked a lot about the local boy here, Gopher Center John Michael Schmitz on this show. What makes him so good in your opinion, and how low can Kwesi go in the draft before he would likely have to pull the trigger on one of the top centers in the class? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, Minnesota at, at 24, they, they might just have to bite the bullet and take him right. that early because, because they don't have the second round pick because they mm-hmm. traded for TJ Hawkinson. They might be able to move back a little bit. Um, and I, and I'm talking specifically for, for John Michael Schmitz, because mm-hmm. I, I do think he's, um, an early second rounder, late first rounder type player. I, I genuinely do. I mean, he's six four, three twenty. Saw him uh, actually yesterday when I was getting my credentials. He was walking by, and I mean, he's a big six four, three twenty, and he moves really well for his size. But when you look at like a picture of him or something, like to me, he screams like Buffalo Bill and potentially like their first round pick. Got he's you know he's got that wrestling background, and he plays with really good leverage. He can operate in space. And I just, I really like his skill set. He, he's only given up two sacks in his career and it came this past year. So 2,500 snaps, only two career sacks. He's strong. He's stout. He just looks like a 10 to 12 year pro and probably a plug and play type of guy. Um, and he might have to play guard in year one. You know, if he goes to a mm-hmm. place like, let's say Philadelphia, he might have to play guard next to, you know, Jason Kelsey. I know they have Landon Dickerson, but if Dickerson's working out at guard, Maybe you bring in another option potentially at right. center and, and then you kind of, you know, you have what you need for, for the future for Jalen Hurts. So I think he's, he's going to really show out and, and probably from the interior offensive line perspective in, in this senior bowl, he is probably the best one by far uh, that I've seen. And, and that's not including, you know, potential offensive tackles that could move inside to guard like Darnell Wright from Tennessee, who I love. He might move to guard at the next level. We'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see. Yeah, Quasey saw enough from Ed Engram down at the Senior Bowl last year to pull the trigger in the second round. Let's say they miss out on Schmitz because, like you said, no second rounder. Maybe they can't move back. They need a cornerback in round one. What's a good plan B for them at center or guard, just the interior, maybe in round three or four that you feel really good about or a guy down in Mobile you think could watch his stock rise this week? Yeah, I mean, Osiris Torrance from Florida has got, you know, Mm -hmm. a a lot of, a lot of pressure, a lot of love for him as far as being potentially the top interior offensive lineman um, because of just his size. I mean, he's 6'4", 350 almost, um, but he's got he's got short arms, so it's kind of tough. You get him in that phone booth kind of you know predicament, he's mm-hmm. going to have separation created against him, but he's strong enough to where he can win with leverage and he can you know sustain his ground. So I think that's kind of the key with him. But he's going to be, you know, he's down here. He's a huge human being. And if everything goes right and he can move in space, he could potentially solidify himself as a, as a first-round pick. But if we go a little bit later down the draft, I mean, there's one guy in particular that I really like. He's out of Alabama, uh, Emil Acure. I, I think he is somebody that 2021 was kind of an off year for him. 2022 was a little bit better. Uh, really, you know, 2019, 2020 were the times that I thought he was at his absolute best. But he's kind of vicious, man. Super aggressive, sometimes overly aggressive. But he pulls, I think, as a maybe a plug-and-play guard somewhere. Um, he's got that type of potential. So I think he's somebody, as you mentioned, third, fourth round. I think he kind of fits that mold. And specifically for Minnesota, if, if that's the route they want to go with the guard, I, I think he'd be a great fit. Yeah, let's talk skill players. Maybe a down year at wide receiver, although let's be real. We've been spoiled the last few drafts. But I watched some Rasheed Rice from SMU last week. I was pretty impressed. Maybe not a true alpha number one big bodied guy, but not small by any means either. Like six foot two, 200 pounds, and got these long arms that just gives a, a quarterback a huge catch radius. 
Which other wide receivers really caught your eye this season that you're excited to see up close and personal this week who maybe won't be a true number one guy, but in a league where you just spread them out wide could make a great number two or three passing weapon two, three years down the road? Yeah, I I really think down here, Trey Palmer's got, you know, Mm. everything that you're looking for as far as just size and speed. He's 6'1". 190 pounds. He was, you know, at LSU. He transferred uh, to Nebraska. He transferred out of LSU just because that wide receiver group was so deep. He was on the LSU sprint team or track and field team as a sprinter. Oh wow! Uh, he ran he he ran the hundred meter dash in 10.4 seconds, which is faster than Jalen Hyatt, who is coming out of Tennessee, the wide receiver. And a lot of people mm-hmm. believe he might be the fastest player in the draft, but. Trey Palmer, I think, has got him beat there, and I think he's going to really show out down here. Uh, somebody that's going to probably operate out of the slot. He's going to work outside, but with his size, his speed, um, and that vertical threat that he brings to the table, as you mentioned, a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three for a team, You know, he's, he's going to probably be a day two pick and might solidify it down here. So I think Palmer is really going to be somebody that, that shows out. So I don't know what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook this year. He's owed $14 million. He's coming off a subpar season, to say the least. Alexander Madison's finally a free agent. So KOC could look to find a new running back for the team. And Russ, you know like I do, you can always find a legit talent on day three in this group. The guy who I'm really starting to fall for, Texas running back Roshan Johnson. Now everyone knows such a tough position because he was stuck behind the number one tailback in the country. Which running back of this group just sticks out to you the most? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a big Roshan Johnson fan, um, former quarterback. Nice. He runs, runs a lot of wildcat stuff for Texas. And I think he is somebody that is going to probably turn a lot of heads as a pass catcher down here, uh, certainly with his size and the power running style that he has. So at 6'2", 220, I think he's going to move very well. But really the, the one that I, I think might stand out the most um, and, and maybe – he, he might end up being the best player down here is, is Kenny McIntosh from Georgia. Uh, mm. 6'1", 210. Didn't get a ton of usage out of their backfield because they, you know, they rotated guys in and out all the time. But he's got such a, a nice blend of just size and speed. And he's got this pass-catching ability that I, I think other running backs down here, they don't have. And I think there's, there's a, a, a level of interest out of NFL teams because of the passing league that we're in now that they want guys that can catch passes out of the backfield. And I think he's got the ability to potentially be a lead running back in an offense if given the opportunity. But if he goes to a place like Minnesota where he's working with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison and stuff like that, I think it's a great fit. Um, and you, you might not have to spend, you know, the premium uh, draft capital to get him. You know, you, you know, you might not get him in the second round if he's already gone, obviously, but if he's available in the third round, maybe you move up a little bit and snag him if, if you felt like that was a need. So I think McIntosh is going to make a lot of money this week. No, that's a good point. One of everyone's favorite drills to watch down in Mobile, the running back pass protection. Lining yeah. up, these guys got to go against some of the biggest, fastest linebackers in the country down there. An all-star game, so you're getting the best of the best, and you want to see those guys in pass pro kind of separate themselves with the nitty-gritty kind of stuff. Uh, let's flip back to the defense. Vikings and Lions went back and forth last season for the worst defense in the league. Both teams <laughs> looking to start just getting more talent on that side of the ball. Let's start in the trenches. Keon White from Georgia Tech. He landed on Mel Kuyper's latest round one mock draft. I also saw him on Bruce Feldman's freak list last summer. So I'm keeping tabs on him. But of that entire group, who's just one or two guys you absolutely love that maybe isn't getting a ton of buzz right now? Yeah, I think Derek Hall from Auburn is somebody that doesn't get a ton of love. I mean, he's 6'3", 250. He is 
jacked for 6'3", 250, uh, super thick, super strong, uh, really explosive. He's strong as a run defender. And he was somebody that I thought played out of position at times. And I'll never understand this, right? Like Minnesota did it with Boye Mafi last year. Mm-hmm. They would take uh, him and drop him into flats and, and curl the flats coverage. And I understand sometimes you do that. But like when you're doing it regularly, especially on third down, I just don't understand that. Yeah, like, what are we doing? Ed Donatel dropping Daniil Hunter back seven times a game. What are we doing? It, I just, I don't understand it. Like I understand simulated pressures from here and there and you, you do some blitzes and things like that. But I just, when I see it all the time and it, you're taking a, a key player out of the, out of the position that they're normally in, it doesn't make sense. But mm-hmm. I think Derek Hall can make some money this week. And I, I really circle to Philadelphia at, at 32, you know, potentially Minnesota in the first round there, but Philly at 32, I think they have tons of options because of just the age that they have kind of at their defensive end positions, you know, Brandon Graham, uh, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, stuff like that. So he's somebody, though, that great power for the position, really developing it with a, a blend of power and speed. And he's getting a pass rush plan that's starting to become a little bit more um, intriguing to me. And I think he's got an opportunity to make money, but also you know put that all on display this week as a pass rusher. The linebacker group, really interesting down there. Last year, Kwesi found Brian Asamoah, who flashed some serious speed and playmaking ability. I've studied Nick Hampton from Appalachian State, another athletic freak on Bruce Feldman's list. Is there one other guy of that group you just really have your eye on that you got circled? Yeah, I, th- I think D Winters from TCU is is somebody that's kind of under the radar. He's probably more of a day three pick. Maybe maybe he becomes a day two pick after this weekend. We'll kind of see what happens. But six one two thirty, the guy's super aggressive, super quick in the short areas of the field. Um, I think he's got you know the leadership qualities. He was somebody that every time you'd watch TCU play, he was signaling in the defense, adjusting guys on the defensive line. Um, somebody that when you were watching like the live broadcast, he was somebody that they would circle in on and he'd be hyping up the defense and things like that. So I think he's got everything between the ears on the field, as far as quickness and tackling ability, it's all there for him. So I think maybe coverage is where he might get beat a little bit and just his overall, you know, ability to, to, to get off blocks and stuff like that. That's where he struggles the most. Mm -hmm. So I think if, if he can kind of figure that out, he, he's going to really you know, do himself wonders as a pro and he'll probably be a better pro actually than he is a college linebacker, but it just matters, you know, a week like today or, you know, this week he's, he's got to put it all together. And I think he's going to be under the radar, not really talking about any, you know, no, nobody's really talking about him, right? We're all talking about skilled right. guys and the sexy picks, but he's somebody that might be just rock solid in the middle of the defense for six to eight years or something like that. Yeah. Linebackers starting to become somewhat like running back where, I mean, Hey, if there's a stud in the first round, go for it. But you can find some of these guys that turn into really solid starting guys mm-hmm. in round three, round four, sometimes even later. So definitely writing that name down for sure, D. Winters. Okay, now to the big payoff. Cornerback, maybe the strongest, the deepest position of this class, both at the top and in the middle rounds. Both of our teams could easily target a cornerback in round one, so we got to keep tabs on these guys. Huge bummer to see Devon Witherspoon from Illinois drop out at the last second, but to be fair, I probably would too with all the buzz he's starting to get as of late. In fact, lines at six, I'm just saying, maybe isn't out of the question, but which other names are you really excited to watch down there this week in mobile and guys who could end up playing in the NFC North? Yeah, I mean, I would be perfectly fine with the Lions at six taking Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Just a side note there. Give me that guy all day long. Um, And I'm really bummed about Weatherspoon. I thought, you know, 
there was a chance that we'd see him down here. Obviously, it makes sense to why he's not. But uh, the guy that I'm most intrigued about at this position is Julius Brents from Kansas State. Uh, you know, stamping it, my guy, pound the table type of guy for me. This Six is four, it? This is your boy this, right here? This is, this is my guy. Love it. Pounding it, baby. Uh, 6'4", 200, great size, great length, super fluid. He's one of the – not the first corners I've ever seen do it, but he is so consistent as far as – having like this double turn in and out of his back pedal, right? Like mm. he'll back pedal, flip to his left, run with the receiver. And as the receiver's breaking in on a dig route, he'll flip to his right and make a play on the football. So he's a really good tackler. He can come downhill and he's just, he operates in space really well. And I think against receivers one-on-one, he's going to match these guys left and right. And he's going to do a great job this week. He played at Iowa before transferring over to Kansas state, uh, played receiver back in high school. So he gets the position and I, I'm just, I love the guy. I just, he's one of my guys and I'm he's super intrigued by him. Going to be very interesting just to see this cornerback group again, loaded at the top. We could see six, if not seven, I'm telling you, wouldn't shock anybody. Seven corners going in the first round and you can still find some guys later on in rounds two and three could be legitimate starters in the NFL. So much good stuff from you, brother. I think we're looking at the next Kuiper and McShay right here. If I do say <laughs> so myself, last one here real quick, before we get you out of here, this class as a whole, Rich at quarterback at the top. In fact, certainly a real reality. Three could go in the top four picks. And with the Lions sitting there at six, obviously the dream scenario would be for either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson to fall in their lap. Percent chance that could actually happen. And if not, you mentioned Christian Gonzalez at six. Who's on Detroit's wish list in your eyes with the six and 18 pick? Yeah, I mean, I think Christian Gonzalez at six is kind of near the top for me. Um, I think six is rich for a corner, but it's a really good list of guys. Obviously, trading back, I'm cool with that too, but I don't think they're going to do that, at least not at six, maybe 18. I think 18, they got, they've got a lot of flexibility there. But mm-hmm. um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they, they look at the offensive tackle position um, just because, you know, Taylor Decker's not getting any older or any younger. Um, he is only getting older and he's got a contract that they can move on from after this year. And there's no guarantee that he comes back. And um, he, he's been playing banged up the last two years. And I think you just got to start preparing for life after Taylor Decker and whoever you bring in, you might be able to play him at right guard or something like that. And you have a hole and a need at right guard. So you kind of shore up your offensive line in the first round and for the future. And you just kind of bring in an interchangeable part. So I don't know who that player might be. Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern, maybe mm-hmm. Project Jones uh, from Georgia, who I like quite a bit, you know, a little bit of a way spender. Uh, but then at 18, I mean, this is when we kind of, we kind of can do what we want. Like it's weird. Right. And I, it's, that's what's weird for me. It's like Detroit can kind of do what they want. And I wouldn't be upset about it because, they have kind of a need at every spot. Now, if they took a running back, I'd be like, uh, okay. But the running back's probably Bijan Robinson, who I think is one of the five best players in the draft. So mm-hmm. I kind of struggle all over the place, but I wouldn't be opposed to a Trenton Simpson out of Clemson, the linebacker at 18. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily a direction they go because they don't seem to value the position as much. They seem to want to go with cheap contracts and late round picks there. So if, it, if it's not that, you know, I would, I would not be opposed to another edge rusher. Um, you know, as far as the, the edge rushers that would be there, you know, if a Miles Murphy ends up falling a little bit, I, I would be fine with that. And even if they took him at six, I'd be okay with that. So, I mean, kind of the sweet list for me would be Christian Gonzalez, Miles Murphy, um, and one of the offensive tackles more than likely.
Yeah, like a Paris Johnson coming back with a Christian Gonzalez. Man, dirty, dirty combo for years to come. When you add that into the talent pool of Hutchinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Rodrigo at linebacker, Jeff Okuda, Panay Sewell, Jamison Williams, plus you guys got five picks in the top 80, including these two first-round picks we're talking about. Vikings fans, they're starting to wake up. The Lions got young. They got talent up and down that roster for the next five, six years to come. It's going to be awfully fun draft for you as a Lions guy to cover. I'm sure of that. Real quick, get my listeners something to chew on. Vikings pick at 23. Which cornerback are you hoping falls to them if you're Quasi in that front office? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, you know, Christian Gonzalez falls to them, obviously, uh, as we talk super fluid. Kind of reminds you of like a Patrick Sertan, Marshawn Lattimore type player. Mm. You would hope that he falls. He might not. If he's if he doesn't fall, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State would be kind of the guy that I would hope that Love falls. Um, I, I'm not a big Ringo guy, so if Vikings fans want Ringo, go ahead. I'm not buying the he's running a four three. Mm-hmm. Just not buying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I find it odd that he wasn't in Kuiper's first round, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden now he's mm-hmm. running a four three. Just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, Good Joey point. Porter Jr., 6'2", 200, has the NFL bloodlines. We all know his dad played at the Steelers, and he could be the Steelers' pick at 17. Uh, but I, I just I, I think he'd be kind of a home run pick for them because he could be a plug-and-play guy, and he would be somebody that really makes a lot of sense as far as his press man ability, his coverage skills, his ball skills. It's all there. He's got great length. He plays through the catch point. Um, I love his skill set. So I would be, you know, as a Lions fan, I'd be a little worried if they got Joey Porter Jr., Yeah, something to think about just for Vikings fans. Obviously, this cornerback class is rich. There's six or seven of them that you could justify taking at the top. However, when you look at the teams drafting before the Vikings, there's a stretch. Washington could take a corner at 16. Pittsburgh, you just mentioned. Detroit at 18, we already talked about. Tampa at 19, desperately needs cornerback help. Seattle at 20. Maybe you say, uh, Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen, they're fine. But Chargers at 22, Baltimore picking right before the Vikings. So even though it's a loaded cornerback class, I'm telling you, there could be a serious run on corners back, and you could watch some of those big names that you just mentioned get sniped right before the Vikings. All right, you're a genius. You're an NFL draft savant, my friend. I got serious FOMO this week, brother. Bummed I'm missing out, but enjoy the best week of the year down in Mobile. We'll touch base when you get back, all right? Sounds good, brother. I appreciate it. Love it. Russell Brown, tremendous follow during draft season on Twitter at Russ NFL Draft. Follow all his work over at Cover One, where he's a national scout and all around just great dude. Sam, great stuff from my guy Russ, per usual. Any takeaways or just general thoughts about Senior Bowl week, who the Vikings could look to add, or maybe just a guy you're excited to sit down and watch? Yeah, well, I mentioned on yesterday's football party, I'm interested in Keon White. That's one name. Uh, Keon White is a possible first-round target at number 23. He's kind of an inside-outside pass-rushing threat. You haven't had a consistent three-tech, maybe even five-tech since Sharif Floyd, who Mm. could really impact the passer from the interior. I think Keon White might have that explosiveness and capability. And as of now, he's kind of ripe for the plucking at uh, number 23, like later in the first round. So that's someone I actually legitimately have my eye on. Uh, How about a sleeper, Sidney Brown, a senior who played for Illinois and had six interceptions last year Mm. for the Fighting Illini. Um, I think that that's a a later target in the draft as well because you need cornerback help, Luke. It's a very top-heavy cornerback class, but I think there's some options in the middle rounds as well. 
Yeah, Keon White brought him up with Russ. He snuck into Mel Kuyper's latest first-round mock, right where you're talking about, in that 20 range right there. Certainly a guy that the Vikings could be targeted. Julius Brents is the guy I had to write down. Really sold me on that cornerback from Kansas State. Love that he played at Iowa first, got some Big Ten experience on defense, and then just went nuts after he transferred. Five interceptions his final two seasons. And what's not to love about a cornerback who's six foot four and has one of the longest wingspans of the DB class? Maybe looking at this year's version of Tariq Woolen, stud cornerback Seattle found in round four last year. All right, that's a wrap today. Remember, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode of the Football Party, your one stop shop breakdown of everything Minnesota Vikings. We're a podcast too, free and available all platforms subscribe drop us that five-star review and find us now streaming on your roku or amazon fire stick devices just look out for our locked on sports minnesota app there as well that's the man sam ekstrom on twitter at sam ekstrom check him out every monday tuesday wednesday co-host of the ron johnson show thanks for tuning into the football party part of locked on sports minnesota network we're back tomorrow with our mailbag edition of the football party but until then i'm luke inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman, signing out. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.